0: their share of adversity in Arrowhead, but they ultimately came away with the 24-20 win over the Chiefs. And now it's time for my Buffalo Blues. Hello. Welcome back. It's Victory Monday, and how sweet it is to walk away with an early season win over the Chiefs, there is still a lot of football left to be played, but in trying to secure that number one seed, this was a very important game, and I will absolutely take it. So, let's let's get into the nitty gritty, shall we? The Bills opened with the ball, I don't know why I said that. I spent so much time in Florida. I'm back from vacation now but my aunt's sister has a very thick New York accent and the more time I spend with her the more I begin to mimic it which is why I said bull. Anyway the bills start with the football and the first drive was going really nicely. I enjoyed seeing Singletary involved early, and before the game, Zach Moss was a healthy scratch, and my eyes lit up. Not because I dislike Zach Moss. I I know a lot of people do, and I don't dislike him. I just feel that Singletary is the real RB1 in this offense, and, you know, this was a game actually where I took the Bills to win, to cover, and I had the under actually in this game as well. I know... The over was set at like 54 or something like that, and I just figured if the Bills really want to win this game, they're going to run the football, or they're going to want to run the football and keep the Kansas City offense off the field as much as possible. And honestly, I thought Kansas City would want to do the same thing as well, and we'll get into that, but I had the under in this game, and I hit the trifecta. Bills won, Bills covered the two and a half, and it was under 54, it was way under, And so the good news is uh, I did play Devin Singletary in one of my fantasy leagues, and he didn't let me down. I thought he was going to have a good game in this game, and I would have liked to see him score that touchdown, but he still had a good game. And, you know, the Bills came out passing on the first couple of plays, and then they started handing it off to Singletary. He converted a second and one on that first drive. Had a 10-yard run to pick up a first down as well, then another 8-yarder. And all told, on that first drive, he had 33 rushing yards on, I think, 4 or 5 carries. So everything was going good. The Bills had run out of a bunch of different formations, showing the Kansas City defense a lot of different looks, and I think that was really helping with the run game as well early. Singletary, that is, carried it. Uh, to the Kansas City 13 to set up a second and six at the 13. And then the Bills decided to go with a weird designed pitch play. And I know they've had some issues running the ball straight ahead in telegraph run situations. So I'm not surprised to see them design something like this. But given the success of the ground game, I don't know exactly why they opted. For this play call in this situation there was a snap and it looked like it was designed to be an RPO quarterback keeper Allen you know fakes the handoff goes middle there's three defenders there and then so the option is there to pitch it off of that motion and he flips it out to Isaiah McKenzie and the ball just hits McKenzie right in the face and it's a fumble, and the Chiefs recovered. And so, very early in the game, I'm like, oh, that's a bad omen. You you drive down the field with ease, and then you shoot yourselves in the foot with just an unnecessary play call at that time in the game. You know, the Bills were cruising, they're marching down the field. They started at their own 25, they end up at the KC 13, just playing conventional football. But for whatever reason, they wanted to send in something cute. So, they line up McKenzie. In the backfield and shotgun to Allen's left he cuts across the front Allen fakes that hand off to him draws the defense towards him on the quarterback keeper and you know it looks like it's designed for both actions and the problem is you know McKenzie missed last week he had a concussion two weeks ago I don't necessarily know that they need to put him in this situation And we'll get to it later, but he took another really hard hit in this game. And, you know, I would have been happy with him just resting another week, let the rookie play, uh, Khalil Shakir. But anyway, I digress. Allen reads the play. He lets McKenzie fly by, keeps it, draws the defense to the middle, but runs into three defenders. And so at that point, the play is designed to have the pitch option to McKenzie. And for whatever reason, he doesn't know that? He doesn't get his head around quickly enough after the handoff. And also, just based on the position they are in the on the field at this point in the game, this is a pitch play where McKenzie has to turn around and look back into the sun as well as the ball's coming. So, just another reason why I didn't like this play in this situation but he doesn't get his head around quick enough and once he gets his head around maybe he can't even see the ball because the sun is coming in at that angle so I just felt this was a a terrible play call all the way around there's no need to insert McKenzie into this situation here if you want to run this action and keep Singletary there that's fine this just isn't a play that I've seen McKenzie run this season and it's not a play that I even remember seeing the Bills run so far this season it's possible that they did it or they tried to get a look at it at some point but coming off the snap after McKenzie flies by uh, I think it's Frank Clark on the outside that sees that he doesn't get the handoff so he pinches back inside And Allen takes one hard step forward in order to draw the defense to him to create space for the pitch. But when he releases the ball, he's got to know better. McKenzie's not looking at him when he releases the ball to him. So that's a play on second and six where it's just a dangerous play. You know, you're going to put the ball up in the air. It's a backwards pitch. So that's a live football. So if anything goes wrong, that's a fumble. And that's exactly what happened. And that's a play where... I I understand that Allen is expecting McKenzie to get his head around, and McKenzie's supposed to know uh, what his responsibility is on this play. I don't think it was an improv situation where he was just hoping that he was ready. If you actually watch the replay, as I'm doing right now, Allen is very confident that this play is supposed to work, and I can see right now where I paused it, the ball is about to hit McKenzie in the face, and he's just getting his head around on it. So... Could be all of those things. The sun coming in, the timing, everything all at once. But this is a play where when Allen goes to pitch this ball, if he sees his guys not looking, he's probably better off just eating the loss there. It would have set up a third and nine, and they would have at least still had a shot at the end zone, been in field goal range, but ends up as a fumble and the Chiefs take over. Things started really well for the Chiefs. Honestly, this drive was uh, 14 plays, 80 yards, and they were moving it. You know, they started at their own 11 after that fumble, and, you know, they hit some big chunk plays. Kelsey had a first down grab up the sideline, and then they uh, hit Hardman on a crossing route, and he picked up, I think, 25-ish or something right there so you know they're out to across midfield <clears throat> after that I mean Hartman had another 13 yarder as well so they're they were moving the ball well and I guess the first thing that I noticed from the Bills defense was that they were not getting pass pressure right away and they were At least from what I saw, it looked like they were struggling in pursuit angles. And I don't know if it was because the Bills are used to dealing with a certain kind of Chiefs team. And they're used to playing a certain type of coverage scheme against them. But it just seemed like there were a lot of moments where Bills defenders were in pursuit and they just took a bad angle and gave up extra yardage where they typically shouldn't be giving up that extra yardage and kansas city had worked their way down inside the 20 they're at the bills 15 and an ineligible man downfield penalty ended up taking a touchdown or a potential touchdown off the board at least it looks like scantling was ruled down at the one there but it looked like a penalty or excuse me it looked like a touchdown. Uh, At first glance, and the Bills defense looked like they were going to get away with one and hold there, especially when they held uh, Jarek McKinnon to a no gain. But on fourth and two, Patrick Mahomes found a way to convert and scramble for six yards and pick up the first down. And, you know, a second and goal at the Buffalo nine. And the reason maybe that Kansas City converted that fourth down is because Von Miller picked up a neutral zone infraction trying to make a play on third and seven. Ends up backfiring, but Kansas City winds up with the ball, third and goal at the Buffalo 9. And this is a play where it actually mirrors very closely the final play of the game, and we'll get to that later. But the Bills finally start to get a little bit of pressure, and they're able to chase... Mahomes off the spot to the right uh, and as he's rolling right he's looking for something he's looking in the back of the end zone and the pressure from Boogie Basham on this play the pursuit at least forces Mahomes to kind of backpedal and throw uh, a less than perfect pass and he throws it up and he gives uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling a shot at it But Bills rookie cornerback, Kair Elam, does what he's supposed to do and shows why the Bills took him in the first round. He uh, elevates, he high points that ball, and goes up with one hand and corrals it, brings it in for the touchback. So despite everything that went horrible for the Bills uh, stemming from that fumble recovery by the Chiefs, they managed to hold serve and get out of it with the turnover, and they get the, the touchback, and you know they get the ball back without any real damage. So, starting from scratch again, and you know, they get the ball uh, at their own 20, and you could tell, I think, that Allen didn't want to didn't really want to waste any more time. So they come out and he finds none other than Stefan Diggs for 31 yards right out of the gates on first and 10. And so they're at midfield after one play. And, you know, Allen misses a pass to Shakir, but comes back and scrambles for nine yards. And then they go a little bit heavy set. Allen runs to pick up the first down. He finds McKenzie for a five-yarder. And... Then Singletary takes it down to the 22 after a 9 yard gain. So he's still running the ball well. Uh, He picked up another 12 yarder, but that was thrown away thanks to a holding penalty on Gabe Davis to start the second quarter. And that was on a first and 10 at the KC 22. Allen goes incomplete. Uh, James Cook comes in on a second and 13, and they run the ball, which is a little uncharacteristic for them, but I think maybe they're trying to catch Casey off guard there. He picks up four, so that's okay. Now it comes back to a play that I had talked about earlier, uh, Josh Allen's incomplete left to Isaiah McKenzie, and it's this play from the Casey 21 that McKenzie gets slammed hard, and it looks like his head bounces off the ground again and you know just dealing with what we had already seen uh, after he was removed from the game a couple weeks ago with a concussion i would have been fine with him not playing anymore after that and it's possible that he maybe even came back too soon in this game but nonetheless you know he took a monster hit there and the bills are held to a field goal but all things considered with the way the game started It could have been much worse, so being up 3-0 there was not the end of the world. Still have to give the ball back to Casey after that, and it's early in the second quarter. Mahomes hits Juju Smith-Schuster. He picks up a big 25-yarder to Kelsey a couple plays later, and uh, a holding penalty on Edmonds is declined. Mahomes uh, is incomplete to Scantling. And then there was offsetting penalties on a third and ten at the Bills, 42. Mahomes went to Hardman incomplete, but there was an offensive holding call. I think it was the only offensive holding call the game against the Chiefs. But it was also negated by Saran Neal with a defensive holding So offsetting penalties gives the Chiefs third and ten again from the Bills 42. And Juju Smith-Schuster makes a catch, breaks a tackle, makes a play, and takes it the rest of the way to the house. And he scores a touchdown to put the Chiefs up 7-3 at that point. And it was a situation where I believe it was Taron Johnson on the coverage. He was able to make contact with Schuster uh, Smith Schuster around the legs but wasn't able to hold on to it and then if I'm not mistaken it was Damar Hamlin and Saran Neal that came over and collided and allowed Schuster to get the outside leverage and take it the rest of the way for the touchdown so again it was bad pursuit angle from the secondary defenders they run into each other on the play and it was one of several plays where Hamlin struggled to make a tackle and Saran Neal had just got caught with the holding penalty right before that as well. So it was a rough day for some of the uh, guys that are further down the Bills' secondary depth chart. And, you know, it's probably better to get those out of the way now. Not ideal, but it could be worse. You know, it could have been 14-3 at that point, realistically. So you got to... Just count your blessings. And, you know, the Bills offense get back to work, and they have an opportunity to still take the lead. And I like that Buffalo decided to not abandon the run game like I've seen them do in the past in similar situations. So Singletary comes out, and they've run the ball three straight times, then Allen scrambles, and then... Allen to Digs for a first down to get them into ter- uh, Kansas City territory. And Singletary picks up another run for 14 yards. And then the very, very rare defensive pass interference called in the Bills' favor. You know, this is a call that they notoriously didn't get last season. And I think a friend of mine who, you know, does Bills' analytics and numbers, he... He said that at one point in the season, there were several hundred coverage penalties called on secondaries, and I think the Bills had had one of them at that point. So the fact that the flag even came out here on this play over the middle to Diggs, and it was pass interference. He got there early, knocked them down. But this is also a play where if they don't throw the flag there, like I wouldn't have been surprised in the least. But it did set up the Bills at the ten. And then Singletary runs the ball for seven down to the three. And now we're in a position where I'm frustrated once again because, like, Singletary's running the ball so well. He has a seven-yard gain down to the three. And what do they do on the next play? They try to throw a slant inside to Davis, and the ball's batted at the line up in the air. And next play, third and three, they're, they're throwing again. And this time, I think uh, Chris Jones got a hand on it or something. And that ball's incomplete to Singletary, and fourth and three at the KC three, they, they're going for it here. They they don't think they're going to win this game, kicking field goals. Kansas City converted a fourth down on them, so they're they're looking for payback, and they actually get the play they want. And Isaiah McKenzie comes over the middle, and Turf Monster gets him, trips on his own feet, ball hits him in the face or in the chest, and. It's a drop touchdown. So, that was a bummer. And Spencer Brown is injured on the play as well. So, double whammy. They come away with no points. McKenzie could very well have been dealing with concussion issues at this point in the game. And they also lose Spencer Brown, who, when he was out in the Miami game, it was massive. But the good news is, they got down to the KC3. So, you know... Effectively, what a good punt would have done and coffin cornered them. So they come out and they got to play defense. About seven minutes left in the second quarter. And they come up with a big sack finally on second down there and forces a third and 10. And Mahomes goes underneath to McKinnon and they stop him short and they force the punt. But, you know, they punt the ball right back, unfortunately. And. I saw on their punt return, before before they went three and out, uh Khalil Shakir was in there, and I wanted to see more of him last week. And I even said in last week's show, when McKenzie is fully healthy and back, I think Shakir is gonna push him for that job. And to see him out there, I was I was hoping that he was maybe gonna get a little more play, but he really didn't. And once Spencer Brown went down, I was just hoping that they were going to run left if they were going to run. And, anyway, the Bills, they get the ball. Uh, Allen goes incomplete to Davis. Singletary picks up a couple. And then Josh Allen, incomplete to Davis again. Rick Bates was ineligible downfield, but it was declined. And the Bills punt. They go three and out. So, not, um, not ideal. But... You're down 7-3 and you're giving the ball back to Casey at this point. And you're gonna you're gonna need a stop. You're gonna need something somewhere here. And this is This is a big moment here because it could have already been 14-3 at this point. If the Chiefs cash it this one in, you know, they could have made it even worse, but they needed something, and for the most part, they got it. You know, Mahomes was incomplete on second Um, but Kyrie Elam's defensive holding gives it gives them a first down Uh, Kansas City picked up a false start here to set them back a little bit but again pass to Hardman Saran Neal defensive holding again automatic first down Uh, uh, and then honestly it was Juju Smith Schuster that really kind of cost them it didn't even cost them a ton of yardage somehow but Mahomes went short right to Schuster. He goes out of bounds. He taunts the sideline, and even what he did, like, it's kind of a weak call, but what it does is it takes them from the 36 to the 34, so, you know, they lose two yards on the play. Not a big deal, and ultimately, I don't think it affected the drive that much, because first and 10 at their 34 instead of their 36 isn't really a big deal, but it did take the, the gain off of the board, so... They hit the two-minute warning on that uh, right after Pacheco picks up a first down. Mahomes gets sacked again. Von Miller gets him this time right as they're approaching midfield. So another big play by Von. And then Mahomes is incomplete on the third and 19, and they're forced to punt. So finally they get home on the sack in the open field. They get to a third and long, and they hold up because, you know, giving up third and longs is a recipe for losing there. So um, Townsend punts, nice punt. Shakir doesn't really get much of a return out of it, but lo and behold, penalty, Makevich, uh excuse me, Macevich, block in the back, block above the waist, whatever the hell it was, s- settles Buffalo down at their own four-yard line, so definitely not what you want. And then what's the first play that the Bills have from first and 10 at their own four false start on Roger Saffold so it's just penalties 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 at this point I think the Bills have like seven penalties and we're still in the first half uh, just inside the two-minute warning Allen goes to McKenzie again incomplete he tries to quarterback keep it loses a yard and on third and 13 connects with Gabe Davis so huge play to connect with Davis there and on a first and 10 hits Knox for three yards, but then he connects with his man, digs for 30, and that gets them across into Kansas City plus territory uh, just past the 50-yard line. Shakir's in the game here, though. Picks up 14, so already it's like this is a play that Shakir has made in this game that McKenzie hasn't. We'll see what it looks like next week, but I expect him to push for that starting job moving forward. But anyway, Uh, First and ten at the KC 34. The Bills have started to adjust to the Kansas City blitz scheme at this point. They were... You know, the Bills were having good protection. And once Kansas City started blitzing, it was causing them all kinds of issues. Allen had a lot of incompletions uh, during the middle stretch of the game. And then I think to close out... Was it to close out this half here? Let's see. Uh, He went incomplete. And then... Connected with Davis, Knox, Diggs, Shakir, and then he gets the blitz pickup, sees the one-on-one with Davis, throws a beautiful ball up the sideline in one-on-one coverage, and Gabe Davis does what he does and scores touchdowns, and that makes it 10-7. Buffalo, Allen had started the game 6-6, of and then as Kansas City adjusted to blitzing more, he was 2 of 11 over the course of the middle portion of the first half. And, you know, at that point, he's 8 of 17. So less than 50%, not really looking excellent, and the scoreboard's is reflecting that. But on that last drive to close out the half, he hits 5 in a row, including the touchdown. And just a good sign that they've adjusted to some of the blitz pickups. And he kept the streak going in the second half, but I'll, I'll get to that afterwards. Uh, anyway, they give the ball back to the Chiefs, and there's only 16 seconds left in the half, and you get a good glimpse for exactly why the Chiefs are dangerous. So it's a first and 10 at Casey's own 28-yard line. Mahomes goes to McKinnon, who picks up 19 yards uh, <laughs> on a little, you know, dump out, and there at midfield at that point and then Mahomes hits Kelsey for nine yards over the middle and now it's second and one at the Bills 44 and they're faced with a 62 yard field goal but they did get Harrison Bucker back and you could tell that he's been waiting to kick a field goal for several weeks at this point and he drills this kick and you know it would have been good for maybe 66 but nails the kick and ties the game at 10 as time expires in the first half so it's tied at 10 at the half, not ideal, but similar to, I would say, the Ravens game. A lot of stuff didn't go right in the first half, and you know you just have to leave that stuff in the rear view mirror and remember that there's a whole half of football left. It's an even game, you just gotta go out there and do what you're supposed to do in the second half, and it's still completely attainable. The downside is the Chiefs are getting the ball back to start the second half, So they end up winning the possession flip by forcing a draw in the first half. Um, And the Bills are actually getting effective pressure on this drive for the most part. But they are still struggling to contain the entirety of the Chiefs' offense. And, hey, the Chiefs have a good offense. Edwards Hilaire actually probably has maybe his best drive of the game on this possession. And, you know, they get down to... The Bills 34, and Mahomes finds McKinnon, but it was a, a huge play here to bring McKinnon down for a, for a yard. And, you know, it leaves him with a fourth and sixth at the 33. And yeah, Buckner's got a big leg. 51 is pretty easy. And I forgot who it was that on the broadcast said, you know, he just hit a 62 yarder. This is going to be a chip shot. And, you know, 51's never easy and Butker came out and missed it. So it's still 10-10 at that point. So bend but don't break with the defense. And at that point, the Bills' defense is bending a little bit, but they haven't broken at that point. So, you know, it could have been 13-10 at that point, but it's not, and the Bills get the ball back. And I was happy to see, you know, they, they give it to Singletary right away. He loses yard, but I'm happy to see him still involved. Allen finds Knox for 20. They go back to Singletary again for five yards. Uh, and then Allen converts the first down on a second and five, 13-yarder to Diggs, first and 10 at the KC, 22. Singletary again picks up five. And I just I love seeing that they were letting Singletary put in work. And on a second and five here, I don't know what Kansas City was doing but basically the same play that they got burnt uh, by Gabe Davis on they leave one-on-one coverage on the outside with Diggs uh, and Allen does the same thing finds the one-on-one finds his guy puts the ball up there and you know Diggs goes and gets it and it's a touchdown so the Bills take a 17-10 lead on that play but the Chiefs come right back the other way they get the ball down a touchdown Mahomes finds Kelsey right away for 23 yards. You know, still always struggle to stop that guy. And on the next play, it is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster with a big 41-yard gain. And, you know, I'm watching Hamlin again here. I I think, I don't know if he missed the tackle or if he took a bad angle or what, but I put it in my notes that Hamlin is struggling and gives up another big play to Juju. I know Taron Johnson was eventually the guy who brought him down here, but... I'm guessing that Hamlin missed another tackle. I would have to go back and watch it, um, but I did put that in my notes. Uh, Mahomes ends up scrambling, picks up 10 yards, first down from the Buffalo 19, and Dane Jackson injured on that play, so he's out now. So you're down to, I don't know if Benford was still in the game at this point. Uh, He gets hurt a few plays later on the next Chiefs drive. But one, another one, the Bills starting secondary players, goes down. And then Kansas City tries to draw this like, direct snap to Kelsey, which, you know, it's probably going to work at some point, but this wasn't the area it was going to work. It got four yards, though. And then Mahomes manages to pick up a scramble, but there was also a very obvious missed holding call right in the middle of that play that allowed Mahomes to scramble. And on the next play, Hardman from Mahomes for three yards Touchdown. Game tied at 17. And the Bills get the ball back. Alright, tie game. Just gotta do it. But we get a turnover on downs on this possession. And, you know, the Bills work their way to midfield here. And it's as the third quarter is coming to an end. And I'm not sure why James Cook is in the game here. He... He comes in on a couple of snaps right at the end of the third quarter, and I couldn't tell you why. Singletary's been having a hell of a game. You're tied. You have the ball. I just don't see why Cook is in here. And that pops up on the next play, which is the first play of the fourth quarter. Third and one at the KC 44, and they bring in Singletary, and he goes up the middle for minus two yards. So either, you know... Give it to Cook or keep Singletary in there to close the third quarter. I don't know they're just trying to get him some rest or whatever, but they end up in a fourth and three at the KC 46. They opt to not kick a 63-yard field goal. They opt to go for it here, and Allen is incomplete with digs, and they turn the ball over on downs. It's not really what you want to see at that point in the game, but, you know... Only slightly panic-inducing. You know that the defense has played well. It's still tied. There's still a lot of time left. I think it was the right decision to go for it there. But it was a little stressful. Chiefs take over around midfield. And they do what the Chiefs do. Uh, And there's a penalty here on a first and ten at the Bills, 42. Where Kelsey picks up 31 yards. And they call OPI. And it's tough. I don't really like that call. Uh, I mean, as a Bills fan, I'll take it. But in fairness, it wasn't... uh, It's just tough. Because I think in a vacuum, you watch that play, and you probably don't throw the flag there. But when you watch the replay, and you see Kelsey stick the shoulder of Elam and then that creates the space for him to make the catch and then go on the 31-yard gain after that. You know, I think textbook-wise, it probably is OPI. The bigger problem is that that just doesn't get called very often, so for it to get called in that situation was just weird. The whole game was officiated weird. Like, there was bad there was bad calls on both sides, um, and this was one of the really bad ones. Uh, that went against the Chiefs, and again, I'll take it, but I see that play not getting flagged for OPI probably 95 times out of 100, and, you know, it's the kind of contact play at the point of attack where it just happens a lot. There's a lot of hand fighting. I think if Elam doesn't actually, like, show the the result of it, Like, he gets hit in his outside shoulder as Kelsey's moving away, and it squares him up and lets Kelsey create the space. So, I think by the letter, it is OPI. But, again, it's just weird to see that get called in that moment when there's probably a lot of hand fighting going on all game that they're not calling. There's holding plays that they're not calling, so why that play at that moment? But, whatever. Moving on. First and 20 after that, and... Noah Gray gets a 7-yarder, and then Christian Benford gets hurt. So now you got Dane Jackson and Christian Benford both out in the most clutch time in the game. It's tied 17-17 in the fourth quarter. Mahomes then finds Kelsey for 19, and after an incomplete pass, Matt Milano comes up with a massive uh, 3-yard tackle for loss against Pacheco leading up to this possession. You know, I was talking to other Bills fans on Twitter as the game was going on, and the Bills had struggled to contain Travis Kelsey like they always have. I mean, he ended up with eight catches for 108, so still doing what he always does against them. Um, But I was looking at some of the coverage issues, and Saran Neal couldn't cover him. The linebackers couldn't cover him. And I said to somebody I was talking to, I said, I want to see Poyer come and play coverage against Kelsey here. On 2nd and 10 from the Bills 26 is when Poyer actually comes down and matches up against Kelsey. And the reason I said I wanted to see this matchup is because Mahomes had not been throwing Poyer's way the whole game. So when they brought Poyer down to match up against Kelsey and man, I figured that would essentially take Kelsey out of the play. I wouldn't think Mahomes would want to go there if avoidable. And, you know, maybe they were playing it close to the chest. Maybe they were saving it for the right opportunity, but they brought it in at that moment. And that's where Mahomes goes to Pacheco on the little swing pass out left. And Milano comes up with a huge, you know, tackle to make it a three-yard loss. And then Von Miller goes after Mahomes and, you know, scares him off the play. And it's a short gain, and they're forced to kick the field goal there. And Bucker comes out and hits the 44-yarder on a 4th and ten. ...to make it 20-17. to And so, alright, they're down three. About ten minutes left in the game. Bills have the ball. All they gotta do is go out there and score. And what do they do? They go to Singletary first, picks up 11 yards. Alright, everything's going fine. First and ten, they go to Singletary again. Doesn't get anything. Alright, not a big deal. Second and ten, Allen incomplete to Diggs. Uh, Third and ten, this was the play that... ...if you're gonna call penalties you got to call penalties. And on 3rd and 10 at the Bills 35, Josh Allen steps back and gets quote-unquote sacked by Chris Jones, but this is the most obvious tripping penalty I've seen in a long time. Um, Jones does get pressure and Allen's looking to take the momentum that Jones has pushing the defensive lineman back and swing outright, and as Jones sees that opportunity closing, he sticks out his leg and he trips him. And They do not throw a flag there, and it's an 11-yard loss. And so at that point in the game, the Bills have four plays, no yards, uh, no net yards on that drive because of the 11-yard loss, and they're forced to send out the punter. But, you know, Josh Allen's irate here. Bills fans rightfully pissed because this is a horrible call. And, you know, they're about to give the ball back to the Chiefs with... You know, eight minutes left in the game down a field goal. If they give up a touchdown there, you know, they're in big trouble. But they don't have a choice. They punt, and the Bills defense has to come out and do what they're supposed to do, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, You know, Mahomes finds Kelsey to start the drive off, but Poyer comes in and makes uh, a nice stop. On second and seven, McKinnon goes left but doesn't pick anything up, and now it's third and six. And Von Miller makes his presence felt and comes away with the the massive sack right there. There's about five minutes left in the game. The Bills are still down a field goal. And they have to score, or else it's a wrap. And good teams are teams that can overcome adversity. And I had seen it in the Ravens game, and I knew the Bills were capable. I knew if they strung together the right kind of drive, they would be in position to win the game. And even in talking to other fans in this game, you know, a lot of stuff wasn't going well. And I ultimately said, like, all I want is the ball in their hands with an opportunity to win the game at the end. And that's what this drive was. They're down 17 to 20. There's five minutes left in the game, and they need a touchdown to win. I really can't ask for anything more. So. Josh Allen starts it off with an 8-yard completion to Gilliam. Uh, Singletary picks up a yard and then no gain, so they're stuck at their own 33-yard line facing a 4th and 1. But this is exactly, you know, what Josh Allen is here for. And they ran this play earlier in the game, which is a short yardage sneak where they move Davis in motion and use him to push the pile. And they did it again, and it worked again. And so they convert the 4th down there. But it's a drive where everything's on the table, so they have to go all out. And Allen connects with Diggs after that on first down for 5. He scrambles uh, for 3 to get him to a 3rd and 2. Then he connects with Diggs to pick up the first down for 11 yards. And um, he's going to Diggs again. They're at about midfield. They're at the KC 46, so they just crossed the threshold. And he's going to Diggs again, but Carlos Dunlap comes up and makes a big play. uh, Knocks the ball down, forcing a 2nd and 10. And... Josh Allen goes right uh, to Diggs again for 18, and that gets him down to the KC-28 right at the 2-minute warning. And this was like the Josh Allen moment after this. So they come out of the 2-minute warning, first and 10 at the KC-28, and, you know, Josh Allen goes into posterized mode. So it's a keeper that he takes right. Uh, He's got a blocker in front of him. And I think it's Legereus Sneed that he jukes uh, on the play um, right behind the blocker jukes him then uh, continues upfield uh, around his blocker and hurdles uh, I want to say it's Justin Reed that's the guy he picks up 16 on the play down with the KC 12 and you know that was like the, the MVP type of moment in the most clutch of situations possible He keeps the ball himself. He, you know, breaks a dude's ankles on the way around the corner and then hurdles another defender on his way to pick up the first down there. And there's just those kind of moments where he puts the team on his back, and, you know, I wouldn't want anybody under center besides him because, like, he's more or less the only guy that's going to make that particular play right there. He ends up uh, keeping it again on the next play but losing two yards. And so now... The clock is running. They get it down to right outside of a minute. And on 2nd and 12 at the KC 14, Josh Allen finds his tight end, Dawson Knox, for the go-ahead touchdown. And this is, I think it's Knox's first touchdown of the season. And, you know, he was dealing with the death of his younger brother earlier in the year. And to see, like, this team rally around him and to hear Diggs talk about him in the post game press conference about how they you know want to lift him up and seeing how emotional he was when coach McDermott gave him one of the game balls in the locker room it's just you know how do you not cheer for this team i get it if you're a chiefs fan you don't want to cheer for this team or if you're any other team in the east any team that loses to the bills and looks bad doing it you think the bills are the villains and you know what they got to be the villains for somebody but Looking at how this team plays together and what they mean to each other and how much they care about each other. It was a big moment uh, for Knox to get that touchdown. And obviously for the Bills, too, it put them up 24-20 with about a minute left. But, you know, trauma is real. And going back to last season, a minute is a lot of time for Patrick Mahomes. And this is not what you want to see. If you're trying to close out a lead and, you know, Kansas City's got two timeouts, uh, you know, they need a touchdown to win. So at least a field goal wouldn't do it. So that's nice. But it was a lot of flashbacks and, you know, I was I was super nervous because this is something that the Chiefs can do and I wanted to see what the Bills defense was made of in this situation. Because obviously it haunted them all off-season. This was something that the defensive line was revamped in order to uh, deal with these kinds of situations. So Von Miller was brought in for this particular kind of situation to bring in pressure at the end of the game. And that's why the announcers are calling him the closer, because this is what he does. And, you know, on first and 10 at KC 25, Mahomes goes incomplete to Hardman, but Saran Neal gets caught with defensive holding again. And so that's a free five yards right there, and they're facing first and 10 from their own 30. And this is the Von Miller play, because they double team him here, and he beats the double, and he forces Mahomes out to his right, and they're they're basically spying with Milano behind that so that Mahomes can't beat him with the legs. And so they're pursuing at the defensive line level, or excuse me, the way I wanted to phrase it, and the way I did phrase it in talking to other Bills fans was that they succeeded at all three levels of the defense. So they they got pressure, then they got pursuit, then they got the pick. And they forced Mahomes right again. They uh, got a good pursuit angle on him from Milano, and Milano... Forced that early throw and it was teron johnson who jumped the route to smith schuster came away with the interception and essentially ended the game i mean sure there was some kneel downs that had to come after that but looking at it it was very similar to the interception that mahomes threw uh, on the first kansas city possession as well because the bills got pressure they kind of Lost containment, but they had pursuit behind that, and they forced Mahomes to throw while moving to his right, and his feet weren't set, and the Bills' defense was able to make a play. So it's everything that you wanted to see from the Bills' defense if you're a fan. Uh, I mean, giving up 20 points to the Chiefs is uh, pretty good, but if you're the Bills, if you're the Bills' fans, this was exactly the kind of moment that you needed the defense to step up and prove itself in and that's exactly what they did so you know hats off to the Bills they figured it out Leslie Frazier figured it out what he wanted to do on defense he was able to get Mahomes to throw a couple of picks both of them look very similar if you're just tracking the play uh, using like next gen whatever play tracker You would see that both of these plays are pressure roll right pursuit uh throw into a tough spot interception and in in talking to one fan he was saying that he still needs to see mahomes on the ground and i said yeah obviously like picking up some sacks would be nice here but forcing him to throw into tough spots is a win and it went from it happening on the first drive to it happening on the last drive so, the Bills get the last lap. Both teams were beat up, shorthanded, bad penalties, all that, all the way around. And the Bills are just the better team right now. Uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, Kansas City is not capable of beating them. This was obviously a very close game. The Bills were losing late in the game. Kansas City will get better. They are capable of beating the Bills. They've shown that many times over the recent years. Um, But the Bills made a lot of specific adjustments to deal with these kind of situational elements against the Chiefs, and it was really nice to see that most of that paid off uh, in a big way at the right time. If you look at the team stats for this game, it's actually fairly even in terms of first downs, third down efficiency. Uh, Bills had a few more total plays and total yards. but. Total drives, yards per play was the same. Passing yards were separated by a yard. The Bills had 318, the Chiefs had 319. Uh, Yards per pass, basically the same as well. What it came down to for me was the sacks. Josh Allen only got sacked once, and it was on that play where Chris Jones uh, blatantly tripped him, and they didn't call a tripping penalty. So realistically, Josh didn't get sacked at all. Uh, Mahomes ended up getting sacked three times for 19 yards. Even though the Chiefs' protection was pretty good for a lot of the game, the Bills uh, came away with a couple of key ones when they needed them, and that's exactly what the defense was built to do. And more than anything else, like I said at the very outset of this show, if you were listening, uh, I thought the Bills were going to want to run the ball, and they did. They, they outgained Kansas City 2-1 to on the ground and almost doubled them up in carries, 31-18, to And if you look at it, like, the 4 yards per rush uh, for the Bills isn't fantastic, but Singletary had 17 for 85, and that was 5 a clip right there. And then Allen was averaging a little less than 3 per carry. But he had the big one when it mattered. Uh, He also had 329 passing yards with 3 touchdowns and no picks. Mahomes had 338 with 2 touchdowns and 2 picks. And it was really like the Chiefs couldn't get the ground game going. They had some success. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 9 carries for 33 yards, but as a team they had 18 carries for 68. So really just not getting it done on the ground, not able to determine pace. But Juju Smith-Schuster had his best game probably as a Chief going uh, 5 grabs for 113 and a touchdown. Kelsey did what he always does. uh, And, you know that's really all there is to it. Uh, The missed field goal definitely hurt. It would have given the Chiefs a chance to kick a field goal to win it at the end of the game, but regardless, they still throw a pick on that final possession, so I don't know. It's a game where if you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to look at all the things that went wrong for the Chiefs and blame those things. If you're a Bills fan, you know, you're probably going to look at all the penalties that went against the Bills and... uh, you know, use that as leverage. Let me see. It was in total, the Bills got penalized seven times for 35 yards. Chiefs five times for 58. So I didn't even feel like the penalties like were the deciding factor in the game. There's just a couple of those key ones at key times that were really unfortunate, both directions. And in talking to a guy that I met uh, last year on Twitter before the playoff game, uh, Chiefs fan. I hopped into their space and just listened to them talk. You know, had a good conversation with them, like n- nothing aggressive or personal with them. He was coming out and making excuses like, oh, the Chiefs are playing with rookies in their secondary and yada yada penalties, uh, drop touchdown, like, or missed field goal. It's like, yeah, the Bills had a bunch of rookies in their secondary. DeMar Hamlin's not a starter. Christian Benford got hurt. Dane Jackson got hurt. Those guys both out. Oh, yeah, Kyair Elam and Benford, both rookies as well. Uh, Saran Neal hasn't had any real playing time this season, got caught with, like, several defensive holds. It goes both ways. And, you know, it is what it is. The Chiefs are a good team. They played a good team. And it went down to the wire like you would expect here. And, you know, the Chiefs will be all right going forward. The Bills will be all right. And the Bills actually go into their bye week in week seven. So we don't get any Bills football next week. So it's going to be really weird. But it's a great time for them to get healthy because they still have a lot of guys that they're dealing with injuries. Um, Spencer Brown's injury was definitely not uh, one that was ideal Um, and it looks like. Potentially, like Phillips, Settle, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver will all be back and be healthy together at the same time as well. Um, It looks like Trey White might actually be able to come back and play as well uh, on the other side of the bye week. So the Bills could be looking at about as close to 100% as they have all season, getting back their all pro corner in Trey White, potentially, Uh, but Poyer's healthy, Johnson's healthy, Jackson's healthy, Benford is listed as healthy, they all just left the game, Uh, Edmonds, who was questionable a couple weeks ago, he's healthy, Milano's healthy, we got Terrell Bernard starting to play now, Miller, Jones, Oliver, they're all healthy, so really the one to keep an eye on will be Spencer Brown, and then with Tommy Doyle on IR and Ike Bodger out, the Bills are a little thin at uh offensive line but uh David Quisenberry came in and played really well to be honest um it wasn't noticeable that Spencer Brown was missing so you know I think the Bills are in really good position to go back home and then they play a Packers team that is not good when they come out the other side of the bye so yeah go Bills always go Bills um Thank you for listening, if you listened. You know, I do this because I love the Bills, and I know if you're listening to this, then you love the Bills too. And I like interacting with other Bills fans on Twitter, and I do it a lot during game day, but I do this on Mondays, especially when I'm not ready for, you know, the Bills win to go away just yet. So, again, thank you so much for listening. If you listened, please... Share it around if you like it. Reach out to me wherever you can find me at Nick Scheisty on Twitter or at Scheist Podcast on Twitter, and that'll do it. So uh, as Josh Allen said, in the locker room after the win, enjoy the bye week. Be smart. Be safe. Have fun. thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode i still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help so if you enjoyed it please tell somebody but liking subscribing and sharing go a long way too this show is an extension of thesheist.com, and you can contact me at info at or at scheist podcast on twitter and until next time be well stay safe and go bills